Okay, so it's 8.06. I have like an hour and 45 minutes left. I'm willing myself through this. I Okay, so I do these different challenges for myself. One time I did like a 365 days of me challenge where I was like, hey, I'm just going to see if I can make an audiovisual library. And it was nuts because I didn't do it in 365 days. I actually finished my 365 recordings in six months. So I was like, oh, sweet. I, maybe this is something I'm good at. So my next challenge is I'm going to do, so I've been really impressed by this whole thing of like, hey, family search, really important, family history, really important, knowing your roots, really important kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe I need to find out for myself why this is true, right? And everybody always says, well, maybe I'll do that when I'm like retired, right? And I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't want all the blessings when I'm retired. I want the blessings now, right? Like, if Heavenly Father's just waiting to just deliver them, like, give them out, I'm like, sweet, I'll, I'll, I'll take one. Mandala for me. Mandala. I'll take it. One completos for me. So, I'm going to take it. So then I thought, okay, well, what? I, I work in 10% because that's, like, my manageable bite size version of how I think I can do something. So I can just like start with like one bite and one sample and just go from there. So I'm like, okay, if I'm just gonna do a one bite sample, if I have 24 hours a day, what's like 10% of that? So then I thought, okay, let's just start with two hours then, right? Two hours, and that sounds like a lot, right? Because really, how who has two free hours of their day every day, right? But it's like a part of me is like, no, I believe in this challenge. I believe that if I put two hours of family history into my life every day, I feel like it's gonna work like tithing, where it's like, hey, um, like, you know, there's seven days a week, plus like minus one is six, but it equals like, like, I don't know, like nine days a week, right? Like, because like, you know, it's it's just kind of like the Sabbath day, right? Where it's like, if you work six days and take one off, it's as if you added like two more days to your week because you have that much more energy to be able to give into those six days that you are working, right? So I have a hunch, I have a hunch, about this family history thing, I have a wonder that if I put in two more hours of family history, if that might add two plus hours of energy and blessings into my, like all the other 22 hours, right? That I am not doing family history, right? So, whether or not it's gonna happen like that or not, I just have this hunch, right? It's just like, well, I have such a curious heart that like, I just love experimenting. So it's worth the try for me anyways. So this is my deal. It's like, okay, so I wrote a little list of all the different things I could be doing in two hours um, every day. And then I was like, okay. But then like after, I don't know, like I'm such a little like bouncy, bouncy butterfly. Like, you know, some people might call it ADD or dyslexic or whatever, right? Like this, this energy thing in me that's just like makes it so I just lose focus really fast. Like almost the second that I start, it's like, oh, actually, I can look at the sunrise. No, actually, I can just like write more letters to people. Oh wait, no, I'm doing family history, right? And so it's like, okay, okay, okay. So if I'm gonna hunger down and do this, I figured one thing I know for sure I can do, right? Is like, I can make podcasts. Those are my personal history podcasts. And even if it's two hours of podcasts a day, especially since I have experience with doing at least one five minute to 15 minute to 30 to 60 minute podcast, for six months straight, day after day, I'm like, you know what? I don't think two hours is too much of a stretch, right? And that'll be fine. 
like even if it's like sprinkled in with all the other stuff that I'll find like I already found two webinars that I'm signed up for that's like in a couple weeks to teach me about how to learn like Chinese bur burial like sites and like how to read gravestones and stuff so that's gonna be cool and then another one is all about like how what to do if you're just gonna sit down and do quote-unquote family history research like what is the step-by-step protocol that some people follow in order to get results right so I'm like okay I got those two webinars that I'm looking forward to like I think November 16th 19 around that time but until then I can do podcasts I can do like a like sneeze out a two-hour podcast no problem any day I could totally do that right so I'm like sweet let's do it so I was like okay um, so then as I'm thinking about it, I was thinking, well, what's my next podcast? And I was like, oh my goodness, I just wrote out like a 20 schedule of like 20 different podcasts that could be upcoming for me, for me to just like talk about. And, and as I went through that, I was like, they're kind of dark though. They kind of have this like murky kind of feeling about them because they kind of centered around this one question that's all about what were some of the hardest times of your life? basically right or like what were some of the most life like the most memorable important life lessons that you've learned in your life and it's just like oh man like it's funny how I kind of have this dark feeling about it because I I have such a bright kind of an energy like such a high high um high light air filled kind of energy that anytime I kind of touch on some of the dark stuff it kind of drains me a little bit it's kind of exhausting it's kind of just like really really tricky for me to like feel like I look forward to that but then there's the other part of me that was like no but I really believe in both right I f believe there's a reason for the darkness because then it will enhance the the aspects that are light in a way that wouldn't be enhanced like it, it's kind of like the shadow right when we add in the shadows it brings out the light even more so if I can approach those topics with that perspective then it just makes it so much more like you know what this is worth it this will be worth my time this will be worth any level of exhaustion that I place into trying to process like revisiting those topics and it will help me have even more compassion because I'm such a like family history nut right anytime I talk with anybody it somehow turns into a family history interview because I must right it's like you know ever since my first job that I had with my husband we were on First Nation reserves recording their family histories and that's just the practice that we got into so it's almost like it's become ingrained in me. It's kind of been baked into me. It's like, oh, when you're meeting people for the first time or anybody that you know and you're having a conversation, it's always got to turn into a family history conversation, right? It's like baked into my language patterns without even like really trying to because I just, I just actually am so curious though. Like I really actually love learning about every single person that I know and I secretly actually want to write every single person's biography for them and they're like do their eulogy and everything. Like I would love to have that kind of a life, right? Because I kind of already live it anyways, right? But I'm just not being like, that's not my career. That's just my like, the thing that I do when I have nothing else to do. I just kind of fall into that. That's just my random default. Anyways, so then when I'm thinking about my own, I'm like, you yeah, know, it's good for me to go through all the questions myself so that when I'm asking other people questions, I can be way more attentive to being sensitive about the answers that I'm given, right? Because really, it is an exhaust. Now I realize 
why like sometimes I'll ask different questions to different people and they'll take some time. They'll take like years before they're actually able to ans answer the question that I asked them, right? And I'll be asking them the same question for like years, right? And I'll never get the answer that I really feel like is their true voice, honest answer about it. So anyways, that's been a wonderful journey to just like process through that. And then for me to be like, okay, now's the time. Now's the time for me to become like invincible in my, um, like in my perspective of feeling like I can be transparent. I can be open. I can be honest. I can be, you know, I can be respectful and grateful for all that is mine to be able to share and allow it to be of a strength to other people so that they can have something to work with, right? Like, I can't explain how much it means to me to have all of these family history stories because quite literally, every book, every story that I've ever read or heard or movie is literally has something to do with somebody's family history research, right? Like, how, like there's, it's rare that any, at any point someone's made something up from without any connection to their personal life or their family history life. Everything that we produce has some linkage to our, you know, some problem that someone's had in the past that we knew about or some, some you know, memorable thing. And that all relates back to somebody's family history, right? And so if nobody cared about writing or recording or sharing any of their family history, we would be a lost civilization. We just would be, right? Like our civilization just wouldn't last because it would be, it would be founded on something that is totally superficial, totally just like not even meaningful or useful or anything, right? Like it just wouldn't have the depth of culture and the depth of meaning and it would just be senseless, right? Like, so, so this is my common sense approach to life is, is valuing family history and valuing what, what is mine to share and valuing what is everybody else's to share and, and making room for all of it.